guide. I'm with SEO 411. We're going to talk about email marketing. So um, the thing is that what I have found is that with this pandemic, I've got a lot of people that have started to look for um, answers to how to generate more business um, and how to reach out to people. Networking seems to be a problem these days. Um, it's not as vibrant as it used to be and it's not as fruitful as it used to be. Um, many years ago, I worked at State Farm, which kind of, it's kind of funny for me to even bring that up at this point and you might wonder why, but I did um, an entire uh, sales seminar with them. And one of the things that they kept telling us over and over and over again in that sales seminar was that it's always easier to sell people to people that you've already done business with. And um, I think that I want everybody to kind of start to understand that, that I think as a group, we tend to overlook our own people. So I've talked to a few of my customers that have been kind of struggling through this pandemic and they have mailing lists of over 10,000 and some odd people that they've done business with previously, but have not reached back out to and did not know how to effectively reach back out to those people. Um, and I myself have not been the greatest in the world of going back to my own customer and telling them the things that we have or the things that we do or specials that we offer. And I, I think that we forget about that in our normal everyday kind of hubbub of the world. I feel like maybe we kind of tend to forget about that. So um, when the pandemic came um, and we started to have to look at these things, I, I've gotten to be able to sit down and understand in part how Google functions, but also understand, um, you know, how do I get back to some of the more basic uh, marketing that's out there? So uh, long story short is we started to look back at email. And one of the things that we get a lot of, and, I, and, I, and I'm assuming that everybody does, is that when people make a new blog post or make a post on their website, a lot of the times you get a condensed version of that. And if I look down my mailbox every day of my life, um, I have emails upon emails upon emails from people that want to tell me something and they're not all always uh, sales minded. Um, that a lot of the times they're just a, hey, this is what's new on Netflix today. Or, hey, this is what's in Apple News today. They're not things that you might um, find to be, I'm going to use the word offensive. I don't necessarily mean it like I'm offended. I'm meaning it more like to the um, idea that, and I'm going to share my, let me see, how do I want to do this? I'm going to do it this way at first. I'm going to share my own mailbox with you for a second here. Um, I get a lot of these messages every day that like tell me um, something that has gone on. So let me go into where I might have some of those messages so we all kind of understand where they are um, and what they are. And, I, and I, I have mine filed to jump, but I promise you, I go through every single one of these to go see what I, what I want to do and um, what I may or may not. So here's 10, second, 10 uh, tips for architectural photos. Um, and this is an iPhone uh, mailing list that I joined 
uh, to get that email. So that, that's an example of, so this gentleman sells uh, filters for iPhones, but every day he tells me something about my iPhone. I may never buy something from him, but every day I learn something about my iPhone. Well, with your businesses, you can start to reach out to these people because it keeps it presence and top of mind. And I think those are one of those things that I don't know that we do that well anymore in, in uh, 2020. I think some of us that are a little bit older think, oh, well, I don't want more spam mail. But if you think about it yourself, you'll start to think you do read these things because, you know, you get your Apple email update every morning or your news update or whatever it is that you get. And you do look at them. Um, I get... I get people calling me sometimes. They tell me, oh, I because we also run mail services here. Um, uh, well, I didn't get my email today with my stock tips. So these are things that people send you that you start to look for, whether you're realizing you're actually doing it or not. Um, you actually are starting to look for them. And you've been trained to look for them. Um, and I, and I, you know, I get audio books. I get um, stuff from Amazon. I get stuff from Apple. I get stuff from Major League Baseball. I get stuff from the NFL. It's stuff that I want. Um, and as Christmas gets closer, I get more of those things because they end up giving me the ability to um, buy things. So I, although I'm not a spam mail person, and if you said to me, oh, well, do I need spam? You know, do you like spam mail? Or, you know, how do you feel about spam mail? Because nobody likes spam. You, you think, you know, you wouldn't do it. But at the end of the day, you actually receive and interact with it far more than what you realize. So what I did is I started to look about um, what we could do to help our customers. And the reason I'm kind of walking you through this is because I want you to start to understand how I kind of arrived at what we need to do here and why we need to do it. Um, so the first set of things that I, I took into consideration is that Google is looking for a certain, certain amount of traffic to come to your website on a regular basis. And you could buy traffic, you could do paid ads, you could rank really well in a search engine, or you could sit down and come up with a plan to help generate a little bit more traffic to your website. Um, at that time. The other thing that I did simultaneously, and I'm, I'm a big advocate of it, and at some point I'm going to figure out how to teach everybody this, but um, I set up a podcast. So now I made a product that I could speak to my customers and my potential customers um, at a, any given point in time. And I'm also going to tell you there's something else that went on in my thought process in all of this as I sat down to think about what I wanted to do with it all is that we own a web hosting company and a lot of the times that hosting company has somebody call and they, they want to move to another hosting company because they've hired a web design firm or an SEO firm and they want to utilize their servers and not ours. And I understand that and I, and I, you know, I respect that. But then I started to think to myself, well, why were we not getting that business, especially when I consider how big of a footprint I actually have in this space? I was like, well, we're kind of missing 
the boat on that. So I started to put all these little things together in my head and said, you know, part of what it is, is I don't reach back out to my customers on a regular basis. Um, some of them came through the front door uh, under one type of business, i.e. the web hosting and never thought, hey, these guys do web design as well. So I am my own worst enemy in that sense that I am not informing my customers of the other services that I might provide to them. So I thought, well, it's just me that has that problem, except that when the pandemic started and everybody started to come to me because their house was on fire, I started to ask these same kind of questions of them and people did not have these type situations in, in, in place. They didn't have the, um, any type to go out. They didn't go back out. They are always dealing with the new lead and never going back to their older customers and saying, hey, we can do this. So if I'm seeing that trend within my own self, who is very acutely aware of this, and then started to ask my own customers and they had the same similar sets of circumstances, that's what got me thinking that, well, maybe we need to sit down and we need to tell people, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z. The problem is, I think that most smaller businesses have no idea where to start and what to do and how to do it. So I wanted to take some time to tonight and start us walk through some of the things that you can do um, to make uh, an, an effective email list, what to do with that email list, and then decide how to, how to handle it. And I'll kind of handle it from a service end and I'll handle it from a retail end. Okay, so we'll, we'll kind of hit it from both sides because I think both sides are equally applicable, if you will. So the first thing I did is I had to make a mail list. So the, I went to MailChimp. Now, a lot of people say constant contacts. I'm gonna tell you that I feel that MailChimp does a much better job than Constant Contacts and it's far easier to use. Uh, constant Contacts tends to be a little bit persnickety um, and to build a template in there, that can be somewhat difficult. In MailChimp, I have the templates already built. If I have some basic drag and drop knowledge, I can use it. If you use constant contacts and you're happy with it, I'm good with it. That's, this is not a plus or minus um, constant contacts. This is just, we've always been happy having uh, MailChimp. I've started a, a list with MailChimp and we're gonna kind of talk about it. It's a couple different ways that I got people into MailChimp. So I started my email list for this class back in 2012. And what we did is that we used to have a sign-in sheet with the chamber. And everybody that came here, we would add them to the list and we would send them the calendar for the next month. And I have done that now for the better part of eight years. And I think that through all the people that have come to this class, I've amassed probably two to three, well, probably more than that. I think that list is about 600 people now that I've amassed. Now, some of you have been maybe saying, well, Beth, you don't, I don't have a class to do this with but you do have a telephone and you do communicate with people. So I'm, I'm gonna kind of address that in a minute. I also, if you knew me years ago, I would tell you that I really was not a fan of putting a newsletter link on, my, on your website. Um, rethinking that position somewhat now, because I think that if you send the right mail, people are far more uh, able 
to um, be willing to get that, that email and they're more able and willing to sign up for that email. Ideally, I want the people coming off my website because they're the best candidates um, and they're not necessarily a warmed over lead. What it requires is a lot of things that we've talked about in this class, which are solid content, being an expert. These are things that I've been preaching for the last year since we've been doing this from some of you that have come, you know, all the time. I, you really need to be that expert. And when you are that expert, you are going to be able to get that audience. People come to the website, they see the videos that we have, they see what we've done, they sign up for what they did. So let's take a look at the website on, on my side just for a second here. Um, can, uh, let's see, let's make sure we're all seeing my screen here. Let's see, okay, so. All right, so let's, let's, we should all be able to see my screen now. So um, let's, uh, let's go here and let's go to the website and I'll show you what I did with this because I created a way for everybody to want to interact. So I knew that one of the things that I had is uh, this class. So when I built my homepage, I did the gratuitous, what the services are we offer and all of that. And at, But as you came down, I actually have an entire discussion that talks about this class and who sponsors it and who we're a part of. We have a link to the schedule and we're constantly always adding to this. So I created this piece of it. I then went as far as to add a class section onto this website that is specifically designed for the class attendees because we've had so many of them now that it just it just seemed like the right thing to do. So we made a consolidated class page that's got a lot of stuff on it. So it's got the links for the Zoom calls. It's got uh, all the links to sign up. So we had the link to sign up for this class. We have the links for the day classes. But the other thing that we did is we said, sign up for the podcast. We also have the sign up for the calendar, okay? Um, and I took code out of MailChimp because MailChimp uh, gives you the code um, and bought it into the website. So let's talk about that mechanics real quick first. So the first thing I did was I went to my website and I put in a plugin called Gravity Forms. And if you're using WordPress, that, that, you know, you just have to go to Gravity Forms um, and download it and you can uh, add it to the website. So I built a very simple form and I asked it to go to, and I'm going to show you what I did here so you can see. So I have my forms link here and in the forms, there's a lot of add-ons that you can add. And in there, you will see a list of things that you can do. And in there, you'll see that there's one here from, for MailChimp. There's one here for Constant Contacts also. So if you wanna use them, that's fine. But I activated my MailChimp plugin and I went ahead and set the form up. The form is now living on the website and it's set up so that it now can collect when people type their information in, it actually, goes in and adds it directly to MailChimp so I don't have to do it. 
Okay, so that's an important thing. I've automated that process, so I am not having to keep up with that list. The other thing that I found, which was very difficult, was when we were teaching the classes, people would ask how to get on that list. And it was somewhat of, it was always a rigmarole to do. So what I ended up doing is I found a company that's called Just Add Text. And what it'll do is you can text your email address to my MailChimp list. So you, I have a number that you text it to, you text it, it says, what is your email address? You type it in, it sends it immediately out to um, MailChimp. So we've grown, and those of you that have been in a class with me that have seen it, you've seen me come back in and, and watch me say, hey, this is the number, go ahead and add it. Some of you I've had to actually help you do it, but it's very easy. So I made a way for these classes and the participants here to be able to join, sign the mailing list. So that was the first set of things that I did. So I ended up with, like I said, I think we've worked about 600 of those people. And then I thought, well, I have the web hosting company and what I should do is I should include them in this now that it's virtual because I have something to offer everybody. I have an electronic form of this class that you physically didn't have to get in your car and come to. Now, when we do this in person, uh, if we get back to there, we'll have a room with 80 people in it. I, I mean, we fill the conference room in the entrepreneur section in the, of HCC. So we do a really good job of that. We have a lot of people and it makes it hard for the people that would be um, attending remotely. So therefore we run this um, uh, in person. We're gonna have to come up with a way to handle the digital, but we're going to continue to do these things and make it accessible to more people. So as we make it accessible to more people and we grow our network, what ends up happening is this list of subscribers continues to grow. So now what we need to do is each one of you are going to have to think, how do I get customers? So the other thing that I ended up with is I have my customer base. So I added the customer base, which is why you see that because it actually had to clean out some email addresses that we had that were bad. So that's what this is, is that was the cleansing of the list. All right, so I've got about 1,625 people that I felt comfortable. I have another 5,000 names that I need to go through and clean before I put them in this list, but I have 1,600 that I thought were really good candidates. So what I did was I then said, okay, what would I want to send these people? And I'm walking you through this process so that you can start to have the same thought process about your business how do I procure my customers? Who have I done business with? And then how can I retarget them? So remember, as I'm walking through this, I want you to be thinking about your own experience um, and, how you, and how you do that, okay? So, um, the, so now I have this list amassed and I was like, so what do I want to send them? So I said, well, what I wanna send this group of people is I want them to see and hear all the information that I tell you guys on a regular basis. I want them to be able to uh, hear, you know, how do I go about building a website? How do I get a website builder? How do I create a podcast? Uh, what are, you know, 10 tips for a small business that has no idea what they're doing with SEO? All these things that we have covered in this class and will continue to cover I came up with a way to deliver that. Um, so 
we went through all of that. I went through all, and I then said, okay, so what I need to do is create up the video version of it. And I needed to, and again, these are the steps that I took. I'd encourage you to come up with something equally as um, engaging. Uh, I have, and I'll give you some real life examples. I have a um, urgent care that does wellness. So we've asked the wellness and the nutrition doctors to start giving uh, 30 minute talks that we can take and make into podcasts and put on the website. So we can start to push that business forward. What's gonna happen is they have people come into their spa, they have people come in for uh, treatments, they have people come in just for regular um, interactions with the, um, with the, with the nurses and the, the, the nutritionists. We're gonna now put information back out to those people. So the next time we're not doing it in a way that we're being pushy, we're not over the top with it, but those, they're just pure information. There's not, they're not like the guy that's always on the TV that's always talking about coming by his pillows and he's got the soft, it's, this is not an information for your business. What this is, is information for your end user that they're gonna start to learn that you're the person to come to, to meet whatever those needs are that you need to have met, okay? So understand that this is not a high, come by this email. However, if you are a retail store and you have something you want to sell, what I'm going to say is that we do need to start to come up with ways and MailChimp will do some of it. But if somebody comes to the website and they look at a product and they don't buy that product, we need to go back out and send an email to that person and say, hi, we see that you put this in your shopping cart, but you didn't buy it here's 10% off if you buy that within the next four hours. What we have, what the internet has trained the consumer to do, and I, I don't think I realized this until I started to millennials tell me they do this. And then when I started to ask people, I, I, I learned that a lot of people actually really did learn how to do this. Um, when you go and put something in a cart and fill out the information, but don't hit buy, people are learning that they're immediately sent a discount coupon within a certain percent of time after you've done that behavior. So shoppers now are expecting that to happen. So if they're expecting that to happen and you're not doing that and you haven't set up that email apparatus, well, you now have a problem because they know that uh, they're walking away from your site after putting something in there on purpose simply because they're waiting for their coupon. So you need to put that in your, you need to put that in your thought process, of course, um, and then go and then kind of go from there with it. Um, there's some plugins that will do abandoned carts. There's plugins that, that will do coupons. Um, and, I, and I, although I don't like Shopify as a platform, they, they do have some of these things in there. So I'm always talking WordPress and WooCommerce, but this is one of those rare occasions that you'll hear me say, if you're using Shopify, you can execute some of what I'm telling you to do. Okay, so we've gotten as far through this process now. Um, we've come up with ways to add to the list. We've created our list. We have our MailChimp program. Um, and we're starting to think about what we need to do to uh, create content. So you could choose to do a campaign that is text only, okay? 
And what I mean when I say that is, let me see, let's see, let me see, balance of schedule, let me see what this one is. Okay, so we wrote a blog about technical SEO. And what we did was we put it together, we wrote it for the website, we wrote it as a blog post, and we then proceeded to send it out to the end user, okay? Um, you'll see what we did is we did, we did an excerpt. Uh, the other thing I'm gonna tell you is everybody needs to get in the habit of using Canva. Um, and the reason I say that is because anybody can be an artist with Canva. They have the pictures, they have the print, they give you ideas. So even if you don't know what you're doing, you can go to Canva, pick some things out and replace their typing with yours and end up with a graphic for your newsletter. Okay. So I went in, I added my um, picture, but I, where I did that is I added it on my blog post. And I went and found ways to send that blog post out to my end users. So, um, all right, so the question is, no. Uh, I actually, I'm gonna, I'll give you um, um, a, uh, I'll give you exactly the plugins you need. Hold on a minute. All right, so, um, no, I didn't, I didn't, it's not that. So I went and I got a plugin for my WordPress blog. It's called Mail Opt-in. And I'm gonna tell you why I did this, okay? Um, there's a few things about this is why I, why I did this. Um, it was easy to set up was number one. And number two is it was a great WordPress plugin, but there was two different ways to do this. One is, I said Canva, yeah, C-A-N-V-A, it's canva.com. And I, and I, oh, he was asking, John, I'm sorry, I'm going fast. You were asking me what I was trying to say. It's Canva, C-A-N, like Canvas, Canva. Hold on, this little thingy here. If you can see it. So it comes up, it's this, and I, and they give you a gazillion different sets of ideas. And this is what I, this is where I go and I make all the artwork for the newsletters, for when I send my emails out for score, when I send, when I tell them anybody I'm going to be here, you notice, uh, you can actually see some of the graphics that I created in here. This is the one for the September class that we're going to do. Okay. So this is, I already have done the, the class graphic for September for score. This is it. Okay. So I, I do all of them in here. We do a lot of them. And I made the, uh, it, it can be, it's $9. And then if you wanted an ex like an account like I have, it's $9. And then sometimes the graphics are uh, $1 a piece. There's a lot of freebies in there or you can upload your own photos. So let's talk about this one here. This is the one that I did for this class. So everything that I have on this class is branded with this background photo. Um, I took this photo out yeah. of my sunroof. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Can you type the, uh, the the website in the... I did. It's right here. Canva. C-A-N-V-A. It should be right on everybody's screen. And like Nancy, C-A-N-V-A. Oh, can, can you see it on the screen? It says I can Canva. see it, but it's not very big. It says Canva. It's like Canvas. Okay. Maybe I need to blow up my screen. 
No, I cannot type it in the window without a direct question. That's the that's the problem. That's the same problem that you yeah that they can type it. Thank you for typing it for me. So somebody actually typed it there. Okay, I can see it now. This is much better. So I blew the screen up. If you couldn't see the screen, I apologize. I made the screen big, bigger. So Thank what you. I did is I came in and I made a graphic here for this class. I actually used the picture I took out of my sunroof. So this is me sitting at a traffic light, taking a picture out of my sunroof, but the picture came out so good with my iPhone, I've ended up using it as the background for this clinic now. So every piece of marketing that goes out for this clinic, I use this picture. So I've now created a brand for this class, um, a visual brand for everybody so that everybody under, you know, knows that when they see this, they know what to expect that some way, shape or form, it's connected to this class, okay? So I would, don't be, if you're looking for options, go take a picture with your camera. You know, they, they let you upload it and then you can just write on the top of it, which is all I did. Literally picked one of their graphics over here, wrote, took it, like this one, um, um, see here, it says it's free. And if I do that, I'm gonna knock my own out. I don't wanna do that. But if you see it says free, I can take that, I can type on it, use that, make my header, okay? So everything I have, I have a, I have created here, very simply, no tech skills required, guys. That's that's the beauty of this thing. You don't have to be technical, okay? So let's get out of Canva a second. So I went ahead and I made my uh, graphic was created in Canva for this. I told them it's an email header. They give you the dimensions and they give you some suggestions. I went and searched for computers, found this keyboard, made a cool graphic. Awesome, I go. So I took that and I went back into here and I'm back into my mail opt-in program. This mail opt-in program is fantastic and it's fantastic on a couple different levels. One is I can set up a campaign, any kind of campaign that I want and I can tell it what I want it to do and actually kind of make some specific recommendations. But I can do email campaigns out of this. So I can go and I, it has integrations that allow me to set it up with Salesforce. I can set it up with Zoho. Uh, you see GoDaddy's on this list. Google Analytics is on this list. HubSpot's on this list. All these downline marketing normal companies that you would, you would know, um, know the names of, they're all on this list. And here of course is MailChimp. So I picked the MailChimp integration and what it did is it said, log into your mail account, MailChimp account and get your API key. When you click this, it takes it right to your screen. It gives you the key right there on the screen. So it's literally a cut and paste job, drop it in here. And now this program is connected right to MailChimp. So you've now made a really easy path for you there. But this gets better. Um, I then can come and make campaigns. Uh, campaigns. Yes. Okay. So I have, let me see, I've got two emails. Okay. So I've got two different types of campaigns I run uh, out of here. This one here is an email automation link. Okay. And what it does is every blog post that I put up that meets a certain criteria, and I'll show you the criteria in a second, it sends that blog post to my MailChimp integration that I've already put together. 
I don't have to do a thing. I don't have to take it. I don't have to post it. I don't have to go over to MailChimp. I don't do anything to it. I literally set this piece up um, and we'll, we'll look through what the, some of the settings are here a second. It has the settings of it. It says, what do you want to call it? I told it the title of the blog post and a penned internet marketing clinic blog to the end of it. What is the email subject? What is the title? Uh, what is the contents? But here's the best piece of all. I can tell it only to post certain types of posts. So I have it restricted that if it's a news, a blog post, the class schedule or the podcast is the only time I send an email. If I don't want to send an email, I just make sure it's not classified as one of those. Okay, so that right there sets it off. Again, very easy to set up. Um, literally picks it off a list. Um, the technical skill needed to do this is zero. Um, it come, you come down, you can go MailChimp. I told it the SEO class. I can even segment it between my ACTWD customers, the SCORE people, and anybody that signed up off my homepage. I could say, I just want to send the email to the people that signed up off our website, okay? Um, this interface is very easy to use, okay? So it lets you kind of set up what you want for your logo, what you want your emails to look like, how do you want them to display? Um, and it does all of it in one shot, just a little simple answering some questions. And then you can tell it to either send the email immediately or send it on an hour delay. Until you get used to it, put it on an hour delay. So you don't accidentally send somebody something you don't mean to send them because that will make them mad. So I now have my um, automated blog set up. And the other thing that I did is I have the class schedule emails that I can set up. So I just go in um, and I pick off the list of these and this, these, I actually duplicate the class schedule every month. Now I have the template made for my class. So here's the class that we're doing. These are all the classes we offer. Here's our one for HCC. Um, and then here's the rest of the classes. So everybody's in. This one has been moved to the end of the month. So I've, I, I've already moved it on the main blog page, but this one, so another HCC, end of the month. It says, which platform is it to automate the blog? Okay, so this, uh, this email opt-in program, it's called Mailed Opt-in. All you have to do is Google that. And it will give you, it will be a plugin that goes into WordPress. Now, what I will say is HubSpot can do what I'm saying to do. Um, some of the other platforms out there uh, do it. Um, Shopify has some too. Those are more retail functions. Um, I don't know if my friends over that I don't like at Squarespace and Wix and all of those have this level of sophistication. But if you have a basic, um, I, I don't know if there's a, if there's a mail opt-in for Wix. I, I, Wix is kind of rudimentary, guys. So you got to remember, I, I'm always going to say, really that's not the right path to have for marketing um that really you should be on a on a wordpress platform so understand i mean i don't know whether wix I, in fact i would bet dollars to donuts that they have a base level piece of this somewhere um but it may not be as sophisticated as this so i i don't know um from that but just i, I would kind of and you may need the paid for version of wix too 
So I set up my email class uh, things in here. So they're here that I can go. So when we get to the end of September, I will duplicate this again. I will set it all up. And I will hit a send button after I'm done with it. And it will send you guys, anybody on that list, it will send uh, the class schedule for September. So I go in at the end of every month, set this up and do this easy peasy down the list and do it. Okay. So after I, after I set this piece of it up, okay, I come back and I go over to my blog post. And this is where... You really need to make sure that you're doing good, solid information here on this, okay? So, the what I did is, I just did this before class started here today. I just, this is the, this morning's class, I already have it posted. Um, and if you notice, built into the WordPress window here, it says, disable mail opt-in for this uh, post. I didn't disable it. So when I hit update, it literally sent 1,600 people a copy of my blog post that talked about what this morning's internet clinic was about, what the toolbox was about, gave them a copy of the podcast link of where to go. Um, and I have already had a bunch of people go look at this, which is, that's the nice thing. I can go into my campaigns because that's what each one of them are called. And I can see I've had 224 open so far. I've had 13 people click through. This was our last one. We ended up with 475. We had 38 people go watch or read the video. So what happens is those 475 people over this last week that got that email or these 14, these 224 people that went and opened that email, they now were reminded of my business. And I took an opportunity now to go and explain to them why I am an expert on something. Uh, this morning's was how do I, you know, how do I use some tools and how do I put those tools out there and put them to use? Because with those tools, I can predictively tell anybody what it takes to rank your website in a certain spot on Google, because I can look in them. And if you understand what you're looking at, it kind of gives you some benchmarks, marks and some baselines. So we went through all of that. So I know what's going to happen is if I come back here again tomorrow, I may have 500 people have looked to this. But what's really neat is I have started everything off of this. So I'm going to go one step further because the other thing you need to do is grow your list. And how do you grow a list? So I put another set of plugins in that works with all of this together. So everything's cohesively working together. But before I jump out to that, I want you to see this email looks like this. So it's not an offensive email. It doesn't say come buy stuff from SEO 411. It doesn't say anything. All it says is, hey, we talk about SEO. And if you want to know how to use some tools and how I make and do what I say, click read more. If you click read more, it clicks through to the website. It comes up with the page. And here we go. Here's the actual audio of the class. Here's the write-up that I did with it. And here's the video from this morning. Um, if you look back at what I did in, when's the last time I was here? July. I have them here for, and I'm trying to figure out which one. I had to do one chip one here. This is the one before this. 
Okay. This, uh, I think this one belongs to HCC. So I have, I have the class. This is what we talked about in the last clinic. This is what it is. Here's the information. Here's the link. Here's the podcast. Here's the audio. Off you go. But everybody that's come through here, I've now had a chance to go back out to them and talk to them again and continue their education and continue learning. Some of these, well, now that they've been put up, it's, this one's been up for about a month. We've had, you know, according to SoundCloud, 25 people listened to, to it on that platform. I've got it running on iTunes. I've got it running on Spotify. I've got it running on TunedIn. I've got it running on Google Play. So what's now happened is I've now got to where Google views me as an authority because ultimately at the end of the day, Google is looking for what they consider to be authoritative websites and how they delineate that is, are you on these other websites? Do, do you have something to say? Are you contributing to the internet? Do you uh, actively search to make the internet a better place? And how are you demonstrating that? So they look at my company far more favorably because I've got all of this coming on. Now, the other thing they're looking at though is they're also looking at the analytics on the backside. They say they're not, but I don't believe them. They're looking at the analytics on the backside and they're knowing I pushed that out. We've had this many people come to it. We have this many people listen to it. They know that who's listening to it on the iTunes platform versus who's listening to it um, on the Google platform. So they get hope, but what that's all that's saying to them is, hey, this person's an expert. But instead of letting this stuff go out there and hoping somebody finds it, I am literally delivering this to people's mailboxes. But I went one step further because those of you know me, know I don't do anything mildly, okay? So I went one step further with this. And I went and took out another program and it's called Blog to Social. I, I highly recommend if you're not doing that to do this as well, because what it's going to do is help grow the email list, but it's also going to help grow your uh, position with Google. Okay. So it's called Blog to Social. Um, and what it does is I was able to hook up all my social profiles inside this um, system. So let's, let's walk through that a minute here. So I went to the networks and you see, I have it connected to my Facebook. I have it connected to Twitter. I have it connected to Instagram, Pinterest. The interesting one is Google my business because that has helped us dramatically. They actually send me, uh, they now send me emails to tell me that somebody actually opened my email that I ended up sticking it out on Google Plus on. Um, this is all one piece of content. So it's being emailed, people come back, they go look for it, and they're behaving in a way that Google wants them to behave in to make it look like I'm, I'm an important person. And everybody needs to be taking these steps. So understand that this is, you all need to act the same way. Regardless of whether you think you're a little person or you think you're a big person, you need to think you're the biggest person in the whole world, that you, that you walk so tall in your boots that nobody can, 
And this is how we're kind of behaving that way. The other thing that I do is I also take this whole thing and stick it out on LinkedIn. And I created a Tumblr account. Some of these other ones were not enough of a, a thing for me to do that. Um, lastly, at some point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle Reddit. So what's then happening is when I put up a blog post, if you come back to the post here for just a second, you will see that it has all this language over here about customize. Now I put this up at five o'clock, well, six o'clock according to this, okay? I put it up at five central time. This thing's already been out for, it's already sitting out on those social networks 14 times. So let's, let's think about this a second and think about what's happening here with this, okay? So I have in a matter of two hours, I've hit 1600 people, and I've had some people come back through the website and look at it directly to the website. So I've sent that signal to Google. I've also sent it out to 14 other social networks or 14 other share posts. Okay. So what it's going to happen with that is now that's out. I have a thousand people on Facebook. I've got 1500 people on LinkedIn. I've got a bunch of people over on Twitter, which I don't know what they're worth, but they're over there. Um, I've got this out on multiple channels to several thousand people. So we've got 1,600 in email and probably 3,000 more that may or may not be in that email list. This blog post has gone out to all of that. So then the next thing that happens is I then get signups back from people requesting more information um, from us. Uh, adding their name to this list. So if they're on LinkedIn, they're in these other places. I've now, I get anywhere from five to 10 people a week now adding their name in addition to the things that I'm putting out. So I'm putting them all out there. I've got all these things. So this thing just went out probably to 3,500 people within the last hour. So now here comes the next piece of this. The thing is that you guys are all sitting in this classroom here. So you may or may not have realized I put something out there because you're not out on your social, not, you know, social media platforms, you're here with me. So what we then do, and this is why I recommend this be done, is back in this nifty little program, what it's doing is it's reposting. So I have this thing set up to anything that I put out it sets out a repost of it. So if you notice, my social media calendar is full for the entire month of August. If I went on vacation, these things still post them. And some days, like this one has almost 1,800 posts, or excuse me, 18 posts that it's going to send out, okay? You notice that there, some of them are retreads of the clinic. Some of them are retreads of blog posts. Um, and the reason why we do that is because it catches people at multiple different times. So I'm growing my list. I'm remaining top of presence. I look like an expert. I'm meeting all these criteria and every blog post that I put out goes out to help my business learn how to grow. So you might say, well, that seems like a whole lot of work. And 
I don't know, it takes me about an hour to put a page together. Like this, when I get this one, start to finish, uh, it'll take me an hour to get this, make it, make the video, edit anything out of the video that I need to edit out. Um, put all these things together. Um, and in one hour's time, I have the post assemble it, but it, it's the gift that keeps giving because I've got it going out in emails. I've got it going out in social. I've got it going out in multiple different ways at times and on different days, constant. So there's this constant swirl around all of this. Now, Eileen just said, what are the peak times to post on certain platforms? The good thing is this one in particular learns. Um, so you, it tells it best time. So like I'm a business like that does SEO. So I try to put my stuff out mid to late in the day when people don't want to do their work anymore and are now distracted. But if I'm a restaurant and I know that people are going to be looking for lunch stuff, I may be putting my lunch posts out at 10 o'clock. Okay, so I'm doing a lot of talking tonight about from an agency standpoint, but if you're a restaurant and you know that you are gonna have you want a lunch rush, well, you should be putting stuff out at about 10 o'clock. So you're hitting people's scrolls, you're hitting people's lunch discussions. Um, I have some of the, and I keep thinking like the pandemic and the pivot that's happened to go on, right? So if I was gonna send out a daily menu, when would I send it? I see some people send it at seven in the morning. At seven in the morning, I really don't wanna be thinking about my lunch options. I wanna be thinking about my lunch options at about 10.30 when I start to get hungry. Um, not at seven in the morning when I you know, barely have gotten my cup of coffee in me and I'm not really to a point where I wanna, I wanna even eat anything. So it depends on what your business is. It depends on, on what you do, um, but email like so if i'm a restaurant i'd be emailing out every day what my menu items are and what the menu items for the week are i would actually have those blog posted on my website and put my daily menu out and let it go through this process now i would stop the blog and the reposting of it but i would let it go through the entire plot process because i'm training my end user as a restaurant to know that they can come to my blog at 10 o'clock and see what I'm offering every day, if, if I was a restaurant. Um, if I'm a retail store and I am doing things or seasonal things, I'm putting those emails out based on what, what do I want somebody to buy? What, so if I'm, let's say I'm selling arts and crafts, think about it yourself. When do you buy arts and crafts? What time of the day would you go to Michael's? Now, if it's your job, you might go at 10 o'clock in the morning. But if you're, it's your hobby, you're going to go at four o'clock on a, on a Friday. So you have whatever you wanted to have on over the weekend. So you have to kind of start to think or a payday. So depending on when paydays are, um, first and 15th, I would be trying to tailor my messaging to make sure I had stuff out there on those particular days. So let's talk real world what some of the things that have happened here in this little pandemic problem that we've had. So I had... I have not had not plus events. Um, the marketing manager of one of our um, corporate amenities companies came to me and said, "Hey, what can we do to get more business?" And I said, "Well, you know, you guys have been sending out your listings to certain people, but the people that have booked with you in the past, have you approached them?" 
No, we haven't done that. So her and I went through and we pulled a list of all the people that had ever booked with this business in the last five years. And the list was, I think the list was like over 10,000 people. Um, so we took it and we put it in the MailChimp and I'm just going to tell you about this omnivore problem that, so you know what to do with omnivore. Um, omnivore is their spam protection. So if you put a list in and there's known people on that list that are no good, the domains are no good, um, or there's spam traps, which you guys don't know is that there's traps that uh, some of these lists set up. Um, so if you buy a list, which I'm not going to advocate doing, but if you buy a list, um, there may be spam traps in there. So you have to go, um, to a website that's called zero bounce and get your list cleaned. Um, and they charge you so much per email address. It's like 0.007 cents per email address. And they go through and they clean that list for you prior to you putting it into MailChimp. Um, if you should buy a list and you want to buy a list, buy the list, um, but then make sure that you run it through um, this zero bounce before you go put it in MailChimp. And if you do that, you can add those emails and not have a problem with MailChimp kicking them out. Now, I, I have heard in the past that constant contact is not very forgiving on this behavior of putting a batch list in. Um, and sometimes they want you to ask for, and I'll talk about this in a second. They want a, um, they want to make sure that you have an opt-in on people. And um, they seem to be more stringent, but I, I, that's part of the reason I also stay with MailChimp because they're a little bit easier to get along with than constant contacts. I, I think constant contacts is, um, I don't want to say they have bad customer service because that's, they're not easy to do business with. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. It's not bad customer service. It's just how easy is it to do business with them? And I, I think they're harder than MailChimp. Um, on the subject of buying lists, though, um, I want to kind of address that real quick here. Um, if you buy a list, chances are a lot of that list are no good. Uh, the reason they're no good is because they've been harvested and they're a little bit older. So beware of what you're buying. Um, and that's why I kind of encourage you to use your own customer list rather than going out and buying a list. It, it can be done. Don't misunderstand me. Um, the other thing I want to talk about really quickly is something called this can spam laws. Um, and the can spam laws, you are supposed to have an opt-in for somebody for an email. Um, all your own customers, they've already opted into doing business uh, to getting emails from you because you had to, at some point in your life, email them. Um, that goes as far as even down to, uh, somebody, when you buy something that's partly even, you know, some of them have the check the box and you should to opt into the mailing list. Um, but they're intrinsically agreeing to communicate with you via email just simply because they've communicated with you via email. Um, I do not advocate spamming. I want quality stuff to go out. I don't want anything going out that is not um, high end. Now, 
I had another customer come to me. I, I find, you know, I, I think part of the reason my knowledge is as much as it is, is I have so many people that come to me and it's kind of gotten to like stump the band um, that they ask. I, I very rarely do I could they come up with something, but I had somebody come to me and they said, um, people say that we're getting blacklisted and we should send the email out of another domain um, so that we're not blacklisted. And the way you're going to get blacklisted is not using your own customers, buying bad lists, and not running these through a spam a, um, a spam filter like uh, the, like I'm saying this zero bounce program that I found. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is if you act like a mail bomber and send 50,000 messages to people that you don't know, you will get tagged as a mail bomber. Having and doing it under multiple domains, that starts to put you into a class all unto yourself. And that's the people that are, you know, the people that change their email every day as they come and tell you, you can, uh, I'll be funny, you know, like the, the dead prince that's gonna let left you in his will. Um, those are the people that have to change their email address every day. If you're being a reasonable person and you're going out to people and you have some manner or some level of interaction with people, you're not going to be branded a, a, a mail spammer. You're not permitted to do this from Microsoft. You notice I didn't tell you to go do this through your web hosting company. I'm telling you to do it through something like MailChimp. MailChimp has uh, inter-company inter agreements um, and people understand that MailChimp's acted responsibly. So therefore what ends up happening is you have a good set of, um, you have a much better chance of not having a problem going through a service. If you try to send this out Microsoft, Microsoft's going to send your account and shut your account down. So the thing is you need to take the steps and follow the steps the way I'm saying to do them and not just randomly go out there and start shooting emails out of your email box. This has nothing to do with sending emails out of your email box. And if you notice, not yet have I said somebody to anybody or any email that I've sent out, come buy stuff from me. That's not what I did. So coming back to the corporate, uh, the corporate people, we sent this list out to 10,000 people, but the email that we sent out didn't say come book with us. What it said was five tips to keep your executives safe while he's traveling during a pandemic. So it was interesting information to the booking agents that run the booking and the housing for corporations. So big corporations have people in them that, that you know, set up apartments and hotels for people if they're going to be there for an extended period of time. And that's what, so this was how to keep those people safe. We had almost a 30% open rate just simply because the topic was not come buy an apartment from us. It was information and news that you can use. So each and every one of you need to function on that level and not worry about how am I going to sell somebody something or what am I going to sell somebody something? Um, the nice thing about what I'm telling you to do is the software that I'm telling you actually sets the programs up for you. So let me come back into the settings on this a minute.
It's not under here. I hit the wrong button. Sorry about that. So what I had to do and what you have to do, if you have some familiarity with WordPress, you can see. So that's the settings screen and that's the one I went through. But in the body screen, you can write custom code, but you don't have to do that. You can come right to the content box and it gives you a content editor and it asks you where you want the content put and it opens an editor for you. You see the editor it opens here on the bottom for me. So I can write my contents and set my box up and set everything that I want. It gives me the box to type in and make. So I don't have to really have a lot of skill to be able to do this. I can just do it simply um, from inside this editor. So you see here, you put your logo in, it created the logo for me. Um, it took the logo in It asked me, you know, if I wanted to put anything in, uh, if somebody doesn't see the logo, what does it say? It has our name on it. Um, and then we have a link that says, you know, to view this in your browser. So it auto opens because ideally what I'd rather do is have everybody on the website and go through all the content we have rather than have them just read this and work off of this. My ideal goal is to get everybody to a website. Okay. So I can do all of this through in the setup of this program. And that's the other reason that I like the, the program is because it's as easy as it is to use. Everything that I'm telling you to do are things that you should be able to do all by yourself without needing a tech person on, on hand. And I think that's an important thing to me is that some of you guys, you need help and you don't know how to do it. And that's why I'm kind of trying to give you the steps and the way to go about doing this um, so that you don't have to have a graphic artist on staff. You don't have to have somebody that knows how to code a template in MailChimp because that's a pain in the neck to do. Um, you won't have to have those type events on hand. Um, the other thing that I'm going to start encouraging everybody to do, and I would like everybody to do, is start taking the email addresses of the people that email you and start figuring out where you where they fall. Um, these campaigns can get pretty elaborate. Okay, so um, travel agency, I con you contact me because you're buying, you're, you want a quote for a honeymoon because you're getting married in October of 2012, or 2021 rather. It's my dyslexia. What would I send you? What would I do with that? Well, the first thing that I would do is I would send out the original quote that you sent me. But I would know that if you were asking me a year and a half ahead of time of your travel, the chances are that you were just window shopping to get some information. So I may go out and I may put a paid search campaign in. And the paid search campaign person comes in, they ask me some questions, uh, send me an itinerary. I capture their email address and I put them in my system. In, 30, in uh, three months, I may come back and say, okay, give me all the people that I put in three months ago and go and offer them a special on a honeymoon because they've already told you something very important, which is I'm going on a honeymoon. So being that they've given you that information, you can start to send them information on their trip and their planning even if they go buy it from Expedia, 
you can continue to sell them information. But then here's the other thing that you now know about that person, assuming that this happens. You know what their wedding day is, so therefore you know their anniversary day. The shelf life of that could be 25 years. Now, I know 50% of people get divorced and all of that. But what I'm, what I'm saying is I would put something out there. So in one year, I would have a, hey, are you going to take a trip and go relive your one-year anniversary? Five years, 10 years, 15 years, 25 years. I would have my email program set to go back out to those people over that life cycle. Now, that sounds like it's a really long time, but you know, I wish I had people that I had 20, you know, 20 years ago. I wish I had the thought in my head to have been doing some of this sooner. So I'm trying to kind of tell you guys where to go and what to do with things now so that when you get down the road, you have amassed these contacts because again, I'm going to come all the way back to where I started. These people basically have done business with you and the barrier to doing business with you has gone down exponentially. Your ability to sell a second time to somebody that's already done business with you is so dramatically higher. So products, light bulbs, if you know the average life cycle of a light bulb is a year and 11 months, I'm starting to send light bulb notices to somebody. Okay. If somebody says they're putting in a parking lot in three years, I'm going to start sending them emails talking about that. If I sell little widgets, um, you know, arts and crafts, or I sell a book or something like that, Anybody that bought my first book, if I write a second book, the first book people are getting an email. Start thinking about how Amazon handles these things. Uh, if you like um, Grisham, well, every time Grisham comes out with a new book, I get an email. They know that I bought a Stephen King book in the past, and I guess he's having one come out again next year. So I already have the notice in my mailbox to let me know that he's got a new book coming out and that I actually could buy that pre-sales if I want. Every book Stephen King writes, I get a notice on. Every book that John Grisham writes, I get a notice on because those are the two people that I read the most of. And if I buy the um, book copy, I get a notice from Aunt Audible saying, hey, we saw you bought the book copy. Do you want the text version and we'll give you money off? If I buy the Audible version, I get something from Amazon saying, hey, we saw you bought something from Audible. I don't know, as small business owners, if we think to be this systematic um, and this uh, relation, relational, or we think to uh, go out after people um, this way. Um, and I know and I don't know if this is a woman thing or if this is a being a little older thing, but I never want to be in somebody's face or be aggressive with things. I, I, I tend to shy away from doing that. And I, I think I probably would close more deals if I was more aggressive and went back after people. I figure I give you what I gave you. If you want to come along, come along. I'm not aggressive. Um, but I think that these programs allow you to do that more passively and not get into a pickle with people. So 
Um, even like uh, my proposal program sends out an email reminder in two days and in five days and in eight days. So we're constantly going back out and reaching out and touching those people because if I do that, the chances are I'm going to lose less. I'm going to retain more, especially because my business has some repetitive elements to it. Um, I'm going to get more requests for quotes. So some, some real, real life experience in this is that um, one thing that, so the, the uh, housing company picked up a, a bunch of quotes. They had a lot of activity and a lot of movement. The point I send that email out. In my company, since I started to do this on a regular basis, I get about five extra leads a week than I think that I really would normally. Um, a lot of them are coming between LinkedIn and the emails. They're either coming off LinkedIn, signing up for the emails, or they're getting the emails and contacting me directly. But I, I am getting a lot of movement and a lot of requests for quotes because I am reminding people I'm out here. Um, and I'm constantly in some type of their view for them to be wanting to see what we need to do. So um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this, especially in this pandemic time. You may ask me in a year after the, if the pandemic ever goes away, um, and I may have a different answer for you, but I think this is a great way for all of our businesses to start to pivot towards doing things um, a little bit differently um, and where to go. Um, and, you know, John just put an email, the thing up there, and I will, I will answer that. I, I'm going to open this up because I've kind of said everything I've got and we've got a little bit of time left. If you guys have other questions, how about it? Now would be the time to do that. So his question says, this may be off topic, but what should a good LinkedIn site have? You mean a good LinkedIn post? Um, what I like to do is make sure that when I put something on LinkedIn, I'm giving somebody uh, information or, um, you know, I'm, really what I'm talking about is soft selling here, whether everybody realizes that or not. Um, Everything in this world is now a soft sale. And I, I don't know if you all realize that or not. Um, no, it's, it's not just a resume site on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is not a resume site anymore. It, it, at one point it kind of was, but not anymore. Here, hang on. So this is my LinkedIn page. Let's see what it, what it'll. I've been having trouble with it today. It's been kind of, I need to clean it out. It's really what I need to do. All right, now let's stop that and let's reload that. Yeah, LinkedIn's been giving me trouble today. I don't know, I don't know really know why it's been wanting to do that, but it's been giving me a lot of trouble. No, it's, it's almost like a business Facebook page now for lack of a better way to say it. But what's happening is, I, and, and this is a great example of some, I have a blog post that I wrote about five years ago that talks about whether you should have one website or two. And I wrote it for a customer because the customer kept asking me the question repetitively. And I kept answering it. And I was like, you know, I keep answering the same question. So maybe what I should do is write it down. So every time they ask me, I can just send them and we have the same answer every single time and we're consistent. So what I ended up doing 
was writing a post and I ended up calling it the tale of two websites and wrote a post that talked about doing it. Well, when I put that out there, um, what ended up happening was I ended up with a whole big bunch of people coming in and saying, I have two websites and you're advocating changing that. What do you think I should do? And that's the kind of response that I think we should be getting from people and how we should be getting stuff because it puts, I don't know why LinkedIn's just not loading. It's just very unhappy with me today. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that I like to get responses to because I like to get that feedback off of um, these posts that I put out that people, it, it, I try to touch on nerves of people, why people would need my service. So um, if I was a child psychologist, I would be putting blog posts and podcasts up right now is the effects and impact of uh, COVID on children and what is their website and what is their, what is their outcome and what are we doing there? Um, I have one customer that, that deals with abused children um, and what I did, what, what they're doing is they're putting up uh, the effects of child abuse and how do you spot abuse when the kid's not going to school? I know these kind of sound like hard and uh, hard topics, but what it's doing is getting out into um, letting them get out into the CPS community, which is where they want to be because they have um, some programs that work for CPS that CPS needs to use. So. Okay, so Eileen says, great information. What is my email address if I forget a question? Okay, my email address is simply Beth, B-E-T-H, like my name, and at SEO411. So it's samedwardoscar411.com. And you can just drop me an email anytime you need to. I, I kind of read them and try to get to them as fast as I can on all of them. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, I know that this was a little bit off topic and you guys have been somewhat quiet. So sometimes I can't get past the first page on something. And I, I guess this was a little bit smaller group than we normally have. We usually have a lot more people here. But um, if, you, if you all have any questions, you know, let me know. Michael just asked when you mentioned earlier about gravity forms and you download it and added the subscribe form. What was the former plugin that you used? Okay, so if you go to Gravity Forms, you download Gravity Forms and you make it. And then Gravity Forms has a MailChimp um, plugin that you buy for uh, Gravity Forms. Let me go back to my own site here a second. See, it's whatever ended up happening. I don't know. LinkedIn still hates me, by the way. All right, so. If I go to forms, you will see that there is an add-on function. And I have authorized net activated, and I also have MailChimp activated. And it allows me to answer some questions. So when you come into the form settings of Gravity Forms, I can put my MailChimp, my MailChimp API key in and update it. And now it's connected very easily to MailChimp and goes right into it. If you use Constant Contacts or Zoho or Salesforce, there's links to go to that as well. But I wanted that any, anything that came off of this. So when I made the form for the homepage, I think it's this one here. Um, it 
asks where I want the notifications to go. And you see here's MailChimp. So that MailChimp feed is going. So this, I had a person today contact me. That person that contacted me today automatically got, got dumped into the Mail, MailChimp feed that there is. Um, the other thing that I'm going to tell you, and I don't have a, I don't think we have a lot on this website, but we might. Okay, my hosting site has over 5,000 people that have come through there and asked questions or used our help desk. I'm taking these out too, and I'm adding those as well. So all these email addresses are also going to end up in MailChimp, just so you know that's going on. Um, and these are the people that came and set up accounts to post to our um, our comments on the website. So if it's comments on the website and they set up a user to post those comments, well, I have that information too. And on my other website, I'm actually forcing them to use social properties. So they're actually um, people that I actually know who they are now because it, it used their um, social pro profile. So I, I wanted validated people is what I was looking for. So this is, all of these people need to get dumped in a mail list. Um, and, and the thing is, is that you, if somebody expressed an interest in your company, and especially I'll say like with my SEO company, what's interesting to me is sometimes people don't pick us, but I guarantee you in two years, they're back on my doorstep saying, man, I should have picked you. And, and the thing is, is that if I keep in contact with them and keep presence of mind with them, and I just had this not too long ago, somebody that we did that, what they were on was my list for the class. So they showed up at the class back in February and they were like, okay, I came down here again because I wanted to, we want to see about you coming and helping us. So this, that the fact of this class and the fact of them getting it, all it took was a, a schedule and it reminded them that they needed to come, they wanted to come talk to me. So that schedule hit in their mailbox at a point in time that they had enough of a pain point that they needed to come and talk. So I think, and I, and I, you know, one of the things I don't like about doing this virtually is that I can't run around the room and find out who each of you are, because I guarantee you, if you tell me what you do, I could tell you exactly what you needed to send for, or come up with ideas for each and every one of you. If I'm a doctor, you send out doctor stuff. If you're a realtor, you send out interest rates and home reports. And there's, there's things that you can send out that are going to keep people in your mind but not um, cause them to get mad because you're bothering them. Where they get bothered is when you start sending them, come sign up. We're gonna get two days from now, we're gonna shut this off. And if you don't come back in two days, then we're gonna, that's the stuff that annoys people. But if you give them really good content and you tell them about stuff, they're gonna, they're gonna come back. They've already had an exposure to you and they're already gonna be pretty darn happy. So. Any other questions? Otherwise, I'm, and I'm happy to call it a night a little bit early tonight. I know everybody else would be happy to go home early if they wanted to. Um, does anybody else have any other questions? All right. Once again, the best show on the time. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have a lot of competition these days. 
So um, I think this one kind of, I didn't do enough fanfare on this one to get as many people as we normally have here. So I, I, I mean, usually we have about 80 or 90 people. So, um, and I also think this was a strange little side topic that I picked to do email. I, I didn't know what the interest level was going to be on it just simply because this is not something normally people get up and talk about how to do. It's one of those under the radar type of a thing. That's a wrap for this week's Internet Marketing Clinic. We'll see you next week. Thank you.